Welcome back to another episode of Living Your Holiest Hot Mess Life. On yesterday, we talked about um, what our source for wisdom was, and, to, and we talked about James chapter 1 and considering it all joy when we fall into trials and tribulations. And today, I want to talk about a prayer during persecution. A prayer during persecution. We so often are, I'll speak for myself, I can't say we, I don't know what you do. I so often (laughs) am so busy whining and crying and responding in the midst of persecution that praying isn't always the first thing I choose to do. I have seen growth and I'm very proud of myself for that growth, Um, but there's still a lot of room for improvement. So in my own holiest hot mess life, I have come to love Psalm 31. There's verses I skip over because... I don't know, they just don't click for me for different reasons. Um, they, I don't, I'll, I'll give examples as I go and you'll see what I mean. So Psalm 31 is a Psalm of David and its title is a prayer of trust in God. And I think it's funny because so much of it is like David whining and complaining. I think he's whining and complaining. I don't know, you might take it differently. God might've taken it differently too. But I like it because as you read through it, there's a shift in it where all of a sudden um, David goes from whining and complaining to telling God how he trusts him. And so I think it's really powerful that David goes from telling, well, it's not, I shouldn't even say whining and complaining because I wouldn't say it's absolutely whining and complaining, but it's basically David is going on and on and on about the situation and then he finally shifts from all of the um going on and on about the situation and about like telling like reminding god about stuff about himself and then all of a sudden he just shifts himself and talks about how he trusts god and it's amazing just the transition so i'm gonna start describe stop describing it and i'm just gonna go over it with you and you'll see what i mean and i want to encourage you that if you are ever in a place of persecution, pull up Psalm 31 in any version that works for you and just read through it because I feel like it will bless you the way it has blessed me. So I'm not, again, going to read every verse, but I will tell you what verses I'm reading. Psalm 31. I come to you, Lord, for protection. Never let me be defeated. You are a righteous God. Save me, I pray. Hear me, save me now, be my refuge to protect me, my defense to save me. You are my refuge and defense. Guide me and lead me as you have promised. Keep me safe from the trap that has been set for me. Shelter me from danger. I place myself in your care. You will save me, Lord. You are a faithful God. That's verses 1 through 5. And then I'm going to drop down and read verse 7. I will be glad and rejoice because of your constant love. You see my suffering, you know my trouble. And then I'm going to skip over verse 8 and read 9 and 10. Be merciful to me, Lord, for I am in trouble. My eyes are tired from so much crying. I am completely worn out. I am exhausted by sorrow, and weeping has shortened my life. I am weak from all my troubles. Even my bones are wasting away. I think it's those two verses that make me feel like he's whining and crying because like, Let's just be honest. It's a little over the top, right? Exhausted from sorrow. Weeping has shortened his life. His bones are wasting away. <laughs> and I shouldn't laugh because I'm pretty sure I sound just as melodramatic when I'm complaining to God about something. But here comes the place where it turns around. This is verse 14 and 15. 
But my trust is in you, O Lord. You are my God. I am always in your care. Save me from my enemies, from those who persecute me. I love that. I love all of the psalm, but those are the those are my favorite verses. I would even add verse 23 and 24, actually the last two verses. Love the Lord, all his faithful people. The Lord protects the faithful, but punishes the proud as they deserve. Be strong, be courageous, all you that hope in the Lord. Maybe I would just do the last verse. Be strong, be courageous, all you that hope in the Lord. The reason why I don't like some of the verses and I skip over them is because I know myself. And when I'm in a dark place, and I don't mean like the lights are off, I mean like spiritually feeling it. It's like, it's like I'm under attack, like I'm under persecution. It's really important for me not to waste my energy and my time focusing on other people. Um, David spends quite some time in this psalm talking about other people. Like the verses I skipped over, like verse 6, you hate those who worship false gods, but I trust in you. Like, I don't feel the need to say that. And verse 8, you have not let my enemies capture me. You have given me freedom to go where I wish. That There's nothing wrong with that verse, but I don't feel like it has the same power for me personally. And then verse 11, all my enemies, especially my neighbors, treat me with contempt. Those who know me are afraid of me. When they see me in the street, they run away. That doesn't resonate for me. Everyone has forgotten me as though I were dead. I am like something thrown away. I hear my many enemies whispering terrors all around me. They're making plans against me, plotting to kill me. I feel like those verses are really extreme and they don't really apply to the trials and tribulations and the persecution that I face. So that's why I skipped over all those verses. Um, And then there's some other verses I skipped. But the point is that the verses I did not skip are really, really helpful to regroup us and to remind us of who God is and how powerful he is and how safe we are with him even when we're under attack, demonic or otherwise. So I'm going to have us pause for a moment. I want you to reflect on a time where you felt persecuted and how was your prayer life in the midst of the persecution? I'll be right back. Welcome back. Prayerfully, you had a moment to reflect and think about how your prayer life was during persecution. So I think that there are times in my life during persecution where my prayer life is on fire and I'm rooted and grounded in God and I'm... I'm really learning and things are growing and happening and I'm able to see with eyes like the Lord's. And then there are other times in persecution where I'm just really miserable and grumpy and don't really want to pray about it in the way that I would normally pray with all my hallelujahs and everything else I say. And that's why I want to encourage you to have Psalm 31 as like your backup prayer when you're feeling persecuted, when you're being persecuted. So I'm going to read through the verses again. I'm not going to stop and tell you what they are, but I will tell you that I'm going to read um, Psalm 31 verses 1 through 5, verse 7, verses 9 through 10, verses 14 through 15, and then I will end with verse 24. And I want you to think of this as a way for you to pray God's word to him we talk about reminding God of who he is and of his promises. It's not that he forgets. It's, it's really that when we're reminding God of these things, he's actually reminding 
us of these things. And so (laughs) I'm going to read through these verses and I pray that these verses are encouraging to you when you fall into times of persecution. I pray that instead of getting so discouraged that you feel like you want to just throw up your hands and walk away, that you will dig deeply with God. When you can't say or do anything else, I pray that Psalm 31 will be something you will open up to and read out loud whatever version you desire so that you will be rooted and grounded in God. Amen. Amen. Let's read the psalm and then I will close us in prayer. Psalm 31. I come to you, Lord, for protection. Never let me be defeated. You are a righteous God. Save me, I pray. Hear me, save me now. Be my refuge to protect me, my defense to save me. You are my refuge and my defense. Guide me and lead me as you have promised. Keep me safe from the trap that has been set for me. Shelter me from danger. I place myself in your care. You will save me, Lord. You are a faithful God. I will be glad and rejoice because of your constant love. You see my suffering. You know my trouble. Be merciful to me, Lord, for I am in trouble. My eyes are tired from so much crying. I am completely worn out. I am exhausted by sorrow and weeping has shortened my life. I am weak from all my troubles. Even my bones are wasting away. But my trust is in you, O God. You are my God. I'm always in your care. Save me from my enemies, from those who persecute me. Be strong, be courageous, all you that hope in the Lord. Amen. Really quickly, right before we close in prayer, I was really trying to keep us under 10 minutes, but we probably won't be. Um, I, I know that You know, I laughed a little bit and I talked about how I thought it was super dramatic and over the top when David talks about like his bones are wasting away. But I feel like there are times where our our persecution is so exhausting that it really does feel like we can't even get out of bed. And so I wanted this to be encouraging to someone. I don't know who this is for, but I know it's it's for me, definitely. But I I don't know who else it's for. But I want to tell you that when it feels like people are attacking you, it's really important to remember that people are just, they're just um, weapons that Satan uses against us. It's not the person, it's not the situation. All these trials and tribulations are things that Satan has weaponized to try to create harm. But even though Satan's trying to create harm, God is using all these things to work beauty into our lives, to strengthen us, to grow our faith, to change and make and mold us into who God is calling us to be. So I pray that you are encouraged today. If you are in a place of persecution, know that God is right there with you. Know that he sees you and he hears you and he loves you and that the mighty, amazing, magnificent King David, who also... Not only did he go through a lot of persecution, but we've talked in other podcasts about he wasn't always a nice person or a well-behaved person, but he was someone that God loved very much and had a heart for God. If David had to suffer through all these things, we were going to have to suffer for these things too. And I often think about Jesus. Jesus suffered incredibly and he was lied on, he was beaten, he was spit on, he was denied by people that he um, knew to really love him, he was betrayed. There's literally nothing that you're going through as persecution that Jesus can't physically relate to. And so I pray that that's encouraging. And I pray that as you read through Psalm 31, that you will find peace and joy and encouragement, even in the midst of persecution. 
Let's pray. Hallelujah, Lord God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Lord, thank you that you are our battle fighter, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God, that you are faithful, Lord God. Thank you that we are always in your care, Lord. Thank you, Lord God, that you are able to save us from those who persecute us, Lord God. Thank you, Father God, that you are amazing, Lord God, and that you love us and that we are able to be strong and courageous and put our hope in you, Lord God. I pray, Father God, that as we strive to live our holiest, hot mess lives, Lord God, that when we fall into trials and tribulations and persecution, that we will remember Psalm 31 and that we will turn back to it and that we will be encouraged as we pray through these verses to you, Lord God. Have your way. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Okay, way over today. (laughs) But I pray that you'll come back to another episode and listen to more tips and strategies on how to live your holiest hot mess life. God bless.